And here they come. Louth, O'Brien, O'Neill, Conlon, White, Coleman, Bean, Riley, Cunningham, O'Donnell, Lynch, McDonnell, Rose, Smith, Blood, and me and... Breaks inside to Stephen White. The one man that can do it, and he's done it! A goal for Louth. Paulo Hanlon, a vital touch. Now he's Stephen White to his right. This must be it! It is! I don't believe it! Kildare must be out of the Leicester Championship. At midfield, wearing number eight, the first all-star ever from Louth, would you welcome Paddy Keenan. Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners, Paddy has led from the front for Louth since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney! What a goal by J.P. Rooney! And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline and Sean Cunningham finishes it at the net. Loud are in front. And here it is. Loud are All-Ireland champions for the third time. In today's We Are Loud podcast, we'll be talking about Five Star Loud, Top of the Division 3 table, all the talking points of today's drubbing 50 point hammered of Sligo. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So, first up, we'll have a match report. Um, starting teams were Fergus Sheikhi was in goals for Loud. Fergal O'Donoghue started in the full back line alongside Emma Carlin and James Craven. Anthony Williams, Bevan Duffy, and John Clutterbuck making up the familiar half back line. Tommy Dornan and Peach Califf in the middle of the field. Colin Brannigan and Cole McKeever in a wing. And Kieran Downey leading the line on the 40. Andy in the number 13 position. And Samurai 14. And Declan Bourne 15. That's the way they started. That's the way they lined out. And I was, uh, it's looking more and more like a settled team. And then you have a lot of pounce and bounce off the bench. We'll get to that in a minute. But after the long trip over across the West, Sligo actually started a lot better. Pat Hughes missed the sitter of a, of a mark. They, they kicked three wides early on, but Liam Gah and Gohan got them off the mark with a lovely point from play. Decky levelled in four minutes with a lovely with a lovely swivel and point. Typical Decky, Bourne mocked his point, gets it inside the full forward line, swivels and bangs it accurately over the bar. Then let go ahead after being... After like a load of Sligo misses, Sam Mulray free on the 14-yard line. That was two, oh, We were 2-1 up after 12 minutes. Decky Bourne had the second point to put us 3-1 ahead. Then Liam got, then it was all Sligo. Liam Gotham, bang one. Uh, Nathan Mullen came up from the back to make a 3 all. They were level for the second time in, in 15 minutes. Gotham hit another lovely score on his left foot on the left wing. Then he had it a free to make it 5-3. And then Niall Murphy on the 22nd minute lashed over a score from way out to make it 6-3 Sligo. Loud people were worrying. Kind of uh, not, not going our way at all really. Kind of looked a bit flash. Kind of looked like, oh God, we're supposed to beat Sligo well and we're not beating them at all. In in one of those uh, Sligo attacks just before... Um, Murphy scored. Cole, uh, Cole McKeever was chasing back, tackling back as he usually does, and he got kind of tangled with number 17 for them, which was uh, Dara Cummins. 
and he had to go off. So old Duffy came on the field. And well, it wasn't just his first touch. He had a couple of uh, build-up play interactions just before that. But um, you just, it was just, it was just a super old Duffy goal. First of all, I suppose it was made in St. Bridget's between uh, the Dreadnought and Feckin's amalgamation. Peach Calliff gets the ball, good foot pass, or kicks the ball inside to Andy in the Drawley United end. you think he's going to just take the mark. Surprised he didn't take the mark. Torrens pops it into the onrushing old Duffy, who just lovely, lovely, he's brilliant at that, dropping the shoulder, lovely movement, very kind of brings his rugby background through. Just cut right through this leg of defence and buried it in there. Now full of confidence. Decky gets a high ball in. He's fo- he's fouled by uh, number five, OBQ, who's run ragged inside all day. And he went off shortly after. Sam lashed in the penalty. So that's two, three to six points up. And we looked we looked uh, on the rocks early on. Next thing, Jim comes in for Conor Brannigan. He plays a lovely ball to Decky. And he's come flying through. He's going to nail another goal. And he blazed it over the bar to make it 2-4 to 6 points. Then Jim does get the goal. Decky's gets the ball in the corner. Finds Sam Murray. Sam flicks it out. Has the vision to find uh, Jim on his right shoulder. Jim comes through and Jim usually scores like he always does. So that's 3-4 to 6 points. 3 goals in about 7 minutes. Absolute barnstorming display. Blitz of goals. Sam adds another free. Murphy hits another free for them. It was only Murphy and Liam Gahan that scored for Sligo. He looked extra, like as soon as the goal blitz happened, they looked kind of okay. We're done here. But Roy knocked another free. Jim hits a lovely point from long range over the bar. Murphy again from play hit a good point as well. And uh, Sam made a three eight to eight at half time from play. It looked all but over at half time, and it really was over when uh, Kieran Downey came out in the second half in the form he was in and clipped the ball over the bar. Another goal, uh, Sam Mulroy on the 40th minute lays uh, a sideline ball in. Decky gets the faint as a flick in. It was one of those faint flicks that he didn't know whether it went straight in off Sam's sideline, and Decky did enough by just distracting the goalie to flick it in. but it seemingly he didn't get a touch, so we're going to give the goal to Decky. Oh, Duffy then gets his other goal, just flies through, cuts, we're cutting Sligo open at this stage, and 41 minutes of the game was put to bed. And in fairness to Sligo, did come back out a little bit. Um, Sean Carbon hit a couple of points, hit three in a row, Gotham got another three, and then and, uh, Andrew Adrian Marin came off of Pat Hughes. Very surprised to see Marin not start, but uh, he came on and he was dangerous straight away, he kicked the point. Dowdy got a point. Oh, Duffy added to his tally. Gotten again, got a free. Then Ross Nally came off the bench and notched a couple of points. Sam added to his tally. Tommy Dornan's always going for a point. He clipped over a point. And Jim got another point as well from play. Um, they had a couple of frees and Marin got another one. But it finished in that lovely scoreline, 5-16 to 16, where um, five goals was a pure difference between the sides. Um Absolutely great victory. It's actually the first time we've beaten Sligo since 2008. So that's like 11 years coming. And I suppose they hammered us a couple of years ago in Sligo. Uh, so we owed them that beating. Uh, we've played them a lot of times. We haven't got over the over the hump. But uh, a fantastic win for Loud. Samuel Ryan had a 1-5. Decky got 
two. Downey got two. Tommy got a point. Andy got a point. Jim got one two off the bench. Oh, Duffy got two one off the bench. And Ross Nelly got a couple of points off the bench as well. So, all in all, a terrific victory. Really, really good. Really, like it's, 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 it's good to get these wins. You, you weren't so sure how how it was gonna go in Drada against Sligo supposedly weren't that bad they were in a, in a couple of games against Down especially and how how good are loud like we played awfully and we got an OG we beat Leash going well we lose to Long for the home but we well and truly put this game to bed and we showed real real incision and uh, dynamism going forward so it's three wins in a row and uh, we hear now from Loud interim manager um, Liam Callagher, who is standing in for Wayne while he sits out his ban. Wayne has picked up a 12 week ban, probably four weeks into it now at this stage, after the first game against Longford and Drogheda. But um, maybe it's a bit like Smiley Phillips when uh, the Blues won last year. Uh, he The team manages themselves, it shows how good managers do in, in their job that uh, they don't have to be there all the time, that the players can manage it. And that's what it looks like really. These these players took the initiative in the middle of the game in the first half just with that goal blitz and then the second half they put the game to bed and well and truly did. So now we'll hear from Liam now, a proud Dreadnoughts man. He is going to be chatting to Colin Corrigan. Coming in 3-2-1. Liam Callagher, loud selector, stroke uh, manager, two games now in charge, uh, if you like, uh, and the sideline, and uh, two wins, uh, you a bit of a lucky charm? Uh, uh, obviously, I can't see any other difference in the in the performances other than that. No, it is a great day. Again, a great day for loud football. We've scored five goals and I think 16 points. A long time since any, uh, I've been at it, uh, on the banks of it, supporting them, that we watched the team score 5-16. And I thought at times we were quite clinical and um, I hope we show the public today what this team are capable of and our job is to, to maintain this and that we put these performances together next week as well mm. like, you know, it's Con- pure and simple Continuation of the, I suppose, the last two games in particular the Leash game at Crow Park where you, you, you hit the opposition with uh, three first half goals Yep, um, we felt that we didn't take our chances earlier in the match I t- felt the first 10-15 min- minutes uh, we squandered opportunities and on other occasions we didn't even bother taking a shot, which is unusual because we have some very talented forwards. However, once we sort of uh, settled after a bit of nervousness, uh, unusual nervousness because we've won the last two matches, um, I thought it was a different team. And you saw when we put the ball through our hands, a few quick, quick passes, and uh, I thought the finishing was top drawer, like, you know, and I suppose you can't. They can't argue with the penalty. I felt Declan Byrne was pulled down, uh, and so it was uh, very welcome uh, finished by Samurai. So really brilliant performance, brilliant first first part, first half performance, and I just felt that laid the foundation then for the second half, where we just had a, I felt a see the game out without doing anything too silly, mm. and I thought it did that brilliantly there was a little bit of a load in the first half they went 6-3 up but then once you hit them with the goals um, you got that intensity back uh, yes I will I, I go back to my point I felt it was a bit probably a bit of nervousness there uh, we probably hadn't won here in a while and that plays on players minds even though it shouldn't because each each game you could play is a new game so it shouldn't but I think behind in the back of the mind it they, they, they took a while to settle and maybe our decision making there in the first 10 minutes wasn't what we'd expect and as such a we passed up opportunities 
but I don't think anyone can argue the last 45 minutes or 55 minutes where we were, I thought we were very good, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. I was very satisfied with the performance. A lot has been made, the fact that a lot of teams have struggled here at home in Drogheda. Uh, it's nearly two years since you've won a league game here. Does that get into players' heads or was, there, was that a, an extra motivating factor today, do you think, going out on the back of the, the Longford result in the first round? Uh, no, well, maybe, look, Longford probably caught us a bit cold and maybe that was the reason then, but we've spoke about that and we've eradicated that. That's only a myth that we don't play well in Drogheda. I think the ground was in perfect condition there today. Um, this time of year, most county grounds are uh, probably a bit heavy. We were in Tullamore there two weeks ago and normally a very fine pitch. It was a bit boggy, but I don't think you can give out about Drogheda today. I thought it was perfect and it was really, if we just concentrate on what we do, um, I think the rest will take after, look after itself, like, you know. In the second half, pleasing thing as well. There wasn't much of a drop-off in performance. I know they tagged on a few points, but you were able to respond at the other end. And uh, the players that you, are, you brought on, either enforced or by choice, um, certainly put their hand up today. Yes, uh, some were enforced. And uh, that's, the big, that's, the big, that's, that's our big challenge this week, is that you get make sure that those that were enforced get recovery. And uh, with that, uh, we'd like to get them fit for next Saturday night. And so training on uh, Tuesday and Thursday will be all about sort of recovery mode rather than sort of doing anything too outlandish. Mm. You know, because the games will come, I said, you came thick and fast. It's a bit of a break after next week's game, but uh, we'll be looking to sort of get the, f- or the fittest team out again. Like, you know. But again, I mentioned this to you last week, we have fellas pushing to get into the 26. And you have to admit, the fellas that came on today, weren't any poorer than the fellas that came off and uh, at times I felt that like, you know, they showed they're up to the task so that should give people confidence in the county and uh, give people something to cheer about like, you know, so we've been down long enough like, you know. yeah, We spoke to you the last day whether there was much talk of promotion on the back of the Offaly result uh, but another two points now today or you know, is it spoken about in the dressing room or will be spoken about during the week? <laughs> Definitely not. No, you don't know. You don't go into each these games sort of speaking about promotion. Like you say, that's just fantasy land. That's where sp- supporters to speculate and have a good chat about and all that. No, you look at our next game is with Carlo. Uh, up until probably 15 minutes ago, it was all about Sligo, Sligo, Sligo. Next week, we're just going to concentrate now on getting a Carlo game sorted. Making sure, first of all, that we get the boys back from injury. And then secondly, might concentrate on Carlo. But it, look at one game at a time, lads. One game at a time. Let's let's build something solid here rather than just talking fancy land about promotion at this mm. stage. I know it's one game at a time, but nice to rack up a big score. Could be significant in a few weeks' time. We we don't know yet, but uh, important then when when you had the opportunities today to take them uh, and get a big score on the board. Oh, absolutely. I know. I I won't I won't dispute that. It's absolutely fantastic to sort of get the big score, and uh, I think that sort of it instills confidence. And uh, go back to the old uh, cliche of being you build momentum. Momentum's built up from sorry taking your chances and. Um, Sort of getting a big score like that sort of sets you up well for the next day. Like, you know, it should set you up well. But again, Carlo present a different challenge, like, you know, and uh, please God, if they play their traditional uh, defensive game, we'll have a different tactic for that day, hopefully. Yeah, and next week promises to be a different sort of game. They are known for, uh, let's say, their defensive qualities, Carlo. Yeah, well, more or less, uh, every team we we played this year, Colin, we'd have to admit, have been quite defensive when they lost the ball, so we just have to adapt to that. And um, once you sort of, once once we sort of set out the plan, I think you thought you, you witnessed again today. The lads sort of maybe took maybe 15, 20 minutes to sort themselves out, and then when they got going, I don't think you, you can deny that they were excellent. 
you know, I would have said they were excellent. Like, mm. you know, so, look, it's something to look forward to the next day. And uh, look, it's not all perfect. Naturally enough, you say we conceded 16 points. Uh, we can maybe work to limit that the next day. But we are actually in a positive territory at the moment. Thanks, Liam. So that was Liam. Um, Liam's uh, speaking very well. Uh, speaks from the heart. Speaks like he speaks from the bank, like he mentioned the first few lines. That uh, he's a loud sport and a loud fan from the very off. He wouldn't be there if he wasn't. But um, I suppose we'll we'll get into it and we'll 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 do talking points. Talking point number one, and that can only be that P word, promotion. It's now a strong possibility we sit top of the table, joint top, um, but we're down. But we have a much better score difference. It probably gives us a plus, another another point. So, like, motion's an amazing place to be with three games to go. And you look at it and you think maybe one win might just get us out of the, out of the bag. Um, we take great confidence now. It's, 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 it's more or less like... We uh we're safe from relegation more or less, but we also have that buffer now that we can express ourselves and there's no real pressure that if we can go out and play with freedom. So we've Carlo next Saturday night, and prob we probably have the three toughest probably teams left in Carlo away, Westmead at home and down away. So the two 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 away games. So it'll be it'll be a mighty ask. But it's not within the without the realms of possibility happening and going straight back up, and it's absolutely fucking brilliant that we're actually talking about promotion. Do you know what I mean? Like after the first game against Longford, you thought, "Oh God, here we go! It's going to be a long season." But to be talking about promotion just shows how the green shoots way back showed a little something and there's something in this squad, and you can really see it. They're they're bouncing out of it. The music's blaring in the dressing room. The crack is good. Loud footballs on a high, and um, they're getting a settled team together, and there's there's players coming in there, and there's squads there, but we'll get to that in a second. But promotion is can be in the conversation. That's the talking point number one. We're gonna we're we're gonna allow ourselves the dream that we can actually talk about promotion as a strong strong possibility, and it's not better than not being able to talk about it at all. Because uh, after the first game at home, we didn't think it was a a goer at all. So promotion is there, and if not, it'll still open up the freedom to the lads to express themselves. And um, second, uh, second talk, talk about number two, and to me, it's just a little moment in the game. It's actually two little moments. It's a moment of pure class and skill from uh, the man again, Andy McDonald, and it was two. It was, it's this hand pass, and it shows a player full of confidence and skill and belief in himself. He. Um, just under the stand, lets the ball drop under pressure, lets the ball drop and, and flicks it on the hop, on the half volley into an on-rushing player. It could be John Clutterbuck going off his shoulder, but to get out in tight situation was just a bit of class. And then I think the second half, maybe it was in the build-up to Sam Murray's point from play, and maybe it was his second last point from play, he gives us no look hand pass and it just looks it looks easy, looks simple to do, easy to do, but it's not. And it just shows the quality of player that loud football can produce on its day. So that's just a little few little highlights there. 
for talking about number two. Okay, um, actually another spe- special mention for the Blues. They had six players on the on the team at one stage today. They started with O'Donoghue, Emma Carlin in defence. And then up front, Conor Brannick and Kieran Downey and Andy, and then Ross Nally came on as well. So that's six players from the Blues, proud representations from the senior champions. Excuse me. Uh, this team is playing with confidence, and we're going to talking point number three. How many goals have we scored this year? What's that? No. More, higher, higher. Yeah, it's ten goals. We've got five today. Three against Leash and two against Offaly. I suppose we didn't score one of those goals, but we're, we're, we're like we couldn't buy a goal last year, and now we're opening up goals. And it's not just one goal, two goals. It's three and five goals. Like it's just the volume of scoring is there, the, the execution is there. Liam said it as well. We're very clinical, and we are. We're we're, we're creating goal chances. And we're we're finishing them. We actually could have had more. Ross Nally could have went inside and and, and kicked the point. Um, the two boys um, Andy blazed over um, Old Duffy blazed over Tommy Dornan could have went inside for a goal so like we're creating chances and this is something that's been worked on I asked Wayne after the leash game he's working on it I asked Peach Calif coming out the gate he's working on it and it's, it, it, it is something they're working on it's backs against forwards it's getting through the blanket it's little triangles it's working the way through um, and it just shows it, it's it's paying off and once a team is working on something off the sheet they have confidence as well that those two things mesh beautifully and on, on the field we're burying goals and there's nothing like a goal and draw that to get the crowd off their feet get the players bump, pumping up it's just it's just brilliant it's it's really great to see and there's some super goals as well the vision and Sam Murray to pick out um, to pick out Jim off his shoulder and old Duffy off his shoulder and just a foot passing inside from Peach and that and it's just great to see like we have the skill levels is, is there where they're finally showing it and we're, we're, we're really taking the chance as well now, like fair enough you could be thinking oh hold on a minute Sligo didn't play with a sweep or Sligo didn't set up defensively but that's what happens if you don't set up defensively you get spanked and we, we spanked them we just uh Buried the goals, just no no messing, pure clinical, and even in the second half, we're like, let's get this game over, done and dusted. In like I say, I refer to Man City again. They get the work done early, and then they can rest and relax and bring on the subs. Um, speaking of subs, talking point number four, the bench today. What? One, three goals and five points off the bench. That's some going. There is a, a what if there. What if uh, Colin McKeever didn't get injured? Does Old Duffy get on? Um, does Old Duffy should Old Duffy be starting now at this stage? Is he? Uh, he's impressed. He kicked a wonderful point against Offaly. He's he's impressed any time he's come on this year. He's well able to play this level from games. Even if you start him, see how long he can play, how long he can last, and the intensity. But so far, so good. He's 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 uh, bringing scoring to to the table, and uh, that's all he can ask really. Jim puts his hand up as well, and then Ross Nally does what Ross Nally does kicks a couple of points. So there's really there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, competition for places there. Good competition, good healthy competition, and and that's on top of a probably settled team there. Like you can go to war with those fifteen lads. 
and be happy enough for you to leave Duffy and Jim coming in off the bench. Maybe that's the way it is. That's a very trendy thing now to have finishers off the bench that come in and, and kill the game when, when it's uh, there for the taking. But it, it's it's uh, it's really it's some goal. It's uh, it really is like the. Niall Connell comes in as well today. Uh, Hugh Osborne comes back into the team as well. Like uh, Roland Holcroft, Keen Callan didn't even make the bench today. Uh, Craig Lynch back's on, back on the bench. So he'll be coming back into fitness as well for pushing Fergus Sheikhi goals. He's playing well too. So all in all, like the competition is there. Everything seems to be bubbling really nicely. And uh, let's go to the next talking point. Talking point number five. And it's second year syndrome, this dreaded second year syndrome, which actually doesn't seem to be affecting our lads. And you can see it's really, really, you can see the year in the likes of Kieran Downey, Sam Mulroy, Emma Carroll and Fergal O'Donoghue. Like, I suppose no one would be kind of running in second year. But uh, it's the likes of those lads who were really thrown in, James Craven as well. Really thrown in at the deep end last year in Division 2 with a kind of not a great structure behind them. They really got their got their lessons learned in those unforgiving days. Like you couldn't buy a break last year and then this year all our hardships nearly worked. Akira Downey looks a really, really good prospect on the 40. Some people might have thought he's a little bit too early to lead the line but he's shown now and game by game he's getting stronger and stronger. Fergal, I don't know who's after nailing down his uh, full back, or back slot after today. Emma Carlin as well, was he been heard of today because he was just doing it. That's, that's all you want from a, from a full back. You don't, you don't want a full back being known. But uh, and James Craven as well had a really good game. Terrific game, driving out of the fence, man marking really well. And I suppose that's just that's just the level we're at now. And, and, and Maybe when you see the, t- the the teams and the, the table settle, it's no surprise that the two relegated teams got went down, are on top, with us and down. So <clears throat> it just shows that uh, maybe there's a wee bit of a gap between two and three and we're kind of still living off that, that uh, higher standard of football and it's pushing us on. Um, I suppose that concludes the pod. That concludes today's podcast. Um Really lovely to talk about a loud win. Absolutely savage. You'd be in good form after it. Um, I was actually in Darva today as well, just before the loud Sligo game to watch the Horlers, who suffered a, a local derby defeat to Armagh, which is, which is disappointing after their win last week against Lancashire. So that's a, that's a wee bit of a pity, but uh, the loud footballers more than made up for it with a 15-point win. Flipping hell, 15-point win, and we roll on into Dr. Cullen Park next Saturday, looking for revenge and looking to take them out. And maybe, maybe seal our promotion tilt with eight points. Will that be enough? It might be, you know. It might be, because we have to play down in the last game as well. Um, I think it's there for us, I really do. I know it's two away games, but it doesn't really affect us. We have players there with a lot of youth and a lot of experience. Still have Derek Maguire to come back. All those experienced lads like Bevan Duffy, Anthony Williams, Peach, um, Andy McDonald, Decky, like and Jim coming off the bench. They'll know they've done promotion tilts before. They'll know how to keep the lads grounded. Those younger lads will be just fucking mad for it. Mad for promotion, full of enthusiasm, wanting to get into Crow Park again. That's what I love to play, and that's what I played well. 
still I never mentioned Ryan Burns is on the bench engine as well Ty McEnany as well so things are looking good I'm always optimistic nearly too optimistic my voice is nearly going on that optimistic but a great win for Loud you can follow me on uh, at Loud Proud on Twitter Loud and Proud on Facebook as well some exciting news in the pipeline regarding the We Are Loud podcast so stay tuned for that and uh, thanks very much for listening come on Loud